Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. You don't have to scoop to anyone. Right. Even it, your mom, you know, when she's going <laughs> to pop eight, then you're going to pop around, man. So we're going... <laughs> we moved into the balls D portion of the <laughs> There's some things you just can't buy in Vermont. It's like like Mex- Mexican, Mexican food, you can't buy Mexican food. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Leaving Legacy. Jerry Me, come on down, you're the next contestant on Leaving Legacy. Brought to you by MTGCast.com. MTGCast, it's in the game. Pat, I think you watch a little too much daytime television. I'm uh, <laughs> like, we had Whose Line Is It Anyway, like last week. And we got uh, The Price Is Right. <laughs> I'm joined by Jerry today. How you doing, Jerry? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing, you know what? I'm doing pretty well, man. It's, uh, it's Tuesday night. So we did it exactly one week recording on Monday morning, over Monday, <laughs> one evening. <laughs> Um, uh, well, it was just it just so hard. So I got I got uh, my friend got us tickets to uh, the advanced screening of Suicide Squad. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was awesome. Uh, so I uh, made everyone switch for me because I'm selfish. <laughs> you know what? It was just fine, just fine. So uh, so tell me, Jerry, what you what you do this weekend? Did you play any Legacy? Uh, not any paper legacy, but been playing some Magic Online. Uh, I put together four color Delver on uh online, and I've been really liking that deck. Now, four color Delver. This is the one that we were talking about before, with the two trops and the and the couple of abrupt decays in the main. Yeah, so I can uh run down the list here. I yeah. had I added some spice, and it Ooh. uh it it came out nicely in my last uh, league match I played. <laughs> Um, so for just kind of the tempo package, we have four Delver of Secrets, four Days, four Stifle, four Wasteland. Um, so that kind of gives you a core aggro, uh, denial. So just land an early Delver and then just destroy their fetch lands with Stifles, destroy their duels with the Wastelands, and then just keep dazing them off of playing anything relevant. Yeah. Um, then we also have four Young Pyromancer. Uh, running a combination, no Gataxian probe, but I'm still running two Cabal Therapy. Really? No probes? Yeah, I just already know what's in their hands, you know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just that good. <laughs> so, so did Stifle take the place of probe in that list? Uh, Stifle, I was running Stifle before in Grixis. Uh, yep. Sti- uh, Abrupt Decay ended up taking probe spot. Okay. Uh, so the deck's running three Abrupt Decay because I was sick of losing to Counterbalance and, uh, Chalice of the Void. Yep, yep. Um, I got four Force of Will, three Abrupt Decay, uh, for that package, four Brainstorm, uh, not running any Ponders, didn't have room for them. Uh, and then to finish out the Creature Suite, uh, I got two Gurmag Angler and a Baleful Strix. Uh, and then the spicy addition I added was, uh, Singleton Dak Faden. Dak Faden. Dak Faden. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, turned out awesome in my last match i was versing maverick uh and he had a thalia with a sword of light and shadow on it and i had, <laughs> I had a young pyromancer and uh six mana because the game had gone so long i had toxic deluged him already he had played like three uh mother of ruins we were like trading answers back and forth uh but i wiped the board with toxic deluge he played a thalia uh, thalia and he had a sword of fire and ice already in play I played a young Pyromancer, and then the next turn I played Dak Faden, 
and stole the Sword of Fire and Ice, threw it on my young Pyromancer and beat in for the win. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was doing everything to buy turns. Like, I was stifling the activation on the sword. Uh, I was, like, stifling equipped triggers. So, Stifle uh, really came in, came to shine in that matchup as well. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. And uh, have you gotten to play against Miracles or any Chalice decks with the Erupted Case? No, not yet. But okay. uh, I just felt, felt better. I mean, I was drawing them when I needed them to blow up equipment, so I feel... Yep. Uh, as long as my luck holds holds steady. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it seems like abrupt decay is never really bad, right? It's never actively bad in this right. game. Right. There's usually something to kill at all times. Yeah. Um, it was a little frustrating though. I literally played every land in my deck. Fetchland. <laughs> like Fetchlands too. Fetchlands too. That's how grindy. Wow. That's how grindy the deck was. I almost flipped my computer table because in all of this, uh, like the with you know him putting a lot of pressure on me, I had one land left in my deck, and there was like thirty three cards left in my deck, and I top decked the last land. <laughs> I'm like, Are you kidding me? That's so funny. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Like I've played Grexus a bit, and it is just a grindy deck. You're right. It's just. It, it it doesn't it generally doesn't win games in like a quick beatdown. It's like just gonna slowly card you know grind you out of cards, grind you out of lands, and it's it's a tough deck to play, man. But it does win. Like it, like I said, playing it tight gets you your percentages there. You know. Yeah. Nice. Very yeah, nice. Definitely gives you a lot of answers, which I like. Yeah, for sure. I think if I go back to playing Grixis, I would probably play the 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 one with abrupt decay because it really does suck to like lose the chalice and with Eldrazi around I'm not sure if like just plain old Grixis is going to get you there anymore. Yeah. I think you'd want to hedge with the uh with the abrupt decays. Yeah, I'm even running a Crozen grip in my sideboard too. Yeah. That's I don't think it's unreasonable. Uh I did I did not get to play any legacy this week. I actually haven't gotten to play since I kind of go like lately it's been I just play these massive events like GB Columbus and then take a month off and then play SG Worcester and take another few weeks off and um hoping to get down to TE either TE on Friday this week um or uh or that's entertain or sorry uh Etsy on Friday or TE on Sunday mm-hmm. and uh I'll be playing Eldrazi either way I'm really excited to play that list yeah, that's that's actually why I haven't really uh, made the effort to get out to that sea or uh, gaming, etc. Uh, is because I still don't have a legacy deck sleeved up right now. Yeah, I just I'm I'm in a rut. I don't know what to play. It's it's yeah, it it happens. You know, you just kind of like just um, uninterested in what's what's going on in the format. I think, uh, man, I hope that you know. With uh, the next Legacy GP, I hope we see a little bit of a shakeup before then, because I think we could use a refresh here. Yeah, I think I kind of want to put together a uh, a Bant list. Really? Yeah, I I think Bant isn't the best choice when you're trying to take down a tournament, just because of how the deck operates. It's like mid range is at its low point right now. Mm-hmm. You either want to be something that's like really fast and tempo-y, like either Eldrazi or a Delver deck, or really uh, going long game like uh, Miracles. Mm-hmm. The decks in the middle kind of get torn at from both both sides. So I think Bant just n- naturally uh, is at a disadvantage in the meta right now, but it's just a ton of fun to play, so I kind of just want to put it together anyways. <laughs> so tell me what your Bant shell will look like. Um, I'm kind of bouncing back and forth. I mean, number one, the reason why I love playing Bant is for Noble Hierarchs into True Name Nemesis, into Jace or Elspeth. Okay. Like, I just love that curve for the deck. 
Um, but there's so many kind of sweet cards to put in that it, it's hard to decide, uh, you know, what you want your win conditions to be. Because I also kind of want to run, be running a Monastery Mentor as well in the three-drop slot. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of just takes the deck into an entirely different direction. Uh, but I think my my core deck would be Noble Hierarchs, uh, like two Stoneforge Mystics, uh, then like a Sword of Fire and Ice, a Jit, and a Batter Skull, then like two uh, True Name Nemesis, and then one or two Vendillion Click in the three drop slot, uh, and then kind of topping off the curve with uh, you know two Jace and maybe one Elspeth uh, because. Elspeth, going like True Name Nemesis into Elspeth is ridiculous. Just give it, give True Name like plus three, plus three and flying. Doesn't even yep. need it, but you know, it just, it's such a quick clock. Yeah. I mean, uh, so this is El- Elspeth uh, Knight Errant, right? Yeah. You're not trying to get Big Daddy Elspeth in there. No, nah, no. Nah, nah. <laughs> I mean, if I were to run a six drop, it would probably be Worm Coil Engine, which yeah. isn't really unheard of in the deck if you're also running. Uh, the Deathrite Shamans. Mm-hmm. So you almost have like eight mana dorks in the deck. Yeah. yeah that's, that sounds like a fun time. Yeah. I know Ian, that's a pet deck of uh, Ian McCown's. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy like mid-range decks. They're just, you're right, they just seem like they're in an awkward spot in the legacy yeah. format. Like I love the mid-range style, I just never play it in main events just because it's it's really tough uh, where it is. Well, if you if you really enjoy mid range, you can just get into standard where everyone right now is playing green white, <laughs> green white collective company. No, I like it when I'm the only one playing mid range. <laughs> the last the last open the last open was or it was an open or a GP it was literally it was like fifty seventy almost fifty percent of the yeah, No, I think it was 50, more than fifty. Oh really? I, was, I don't know. The last thing I saw was fifty percent of the of the day two decks were were uh, like collective company the, decks. The list it was insane. I, the, I don't know how many there was total, but it was like. 53 collected company decks, and then, like, three of number two. <laughs> <laughs> like, every other deck was, like, a one, like, homebrew. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it was, it was pretty rough. <laughs> it's not great. I think collected company, well, there's been kind of a, a talk, and we're not going to get too much into the, the standard stuff, but I think Wizards is making a big push to make creatures the most important thing in decks, and every spell that you have is dependent upon the creature density and quality in your deck. You know what I mean? Like, they're not creating the greatest spells for standard. Mm-hmm. It's more like, you know, we're doing, we're doing, you know, good creatures, and then the spells are going to support those creatures. Um, and that just seems like the way they're going. Like, Morrow made a post on his, uh, his Tumblr, I guess, and he was talking about, uh, you know, they're not looking to go, they're not looking to set up any, like, Oh, ca- like straight up control decks. Yeah, Drago. You know? He said yeah. they don't want Drago decks anymore. Yeah, they want to kind of get which, rid. Of, which I don't necessarily blame them. I mean, playing no. against Drago is pretty miserable. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's very reasonable. I just think that you know, um, <laughs> I, I just think that uh, it, it's yeah, you're right. It's it's pretty miserable. Like coming back to standard when I was playing, like blue white control was a big thing. You know, like the uh, Sinks's Revelation with El- with big you know Big Daddy Elspeth and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a pretty miserable deck to play against. Um, and uh, I think they're just trying to stay away from standard. So I don't know what kind of tools we're going to see in the legacy format for good instants and sorceries. Because it seems like when they make really good instants and sorceries, they just blow the fuck out of legacy. <laughs> yeah. And then they have to ban them. You know, <laughs> see Dick Through Time, see Treasure Cruise. Um, but we'll see, you know. Yeah. In the vein of big form, of big, uh, big events, we did get an organized play announcement for Wizards and, there was a lot of uh, changes to the Pro Tour structure, the way they're kind of doing their... Um... I don't care. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing we're going to go over. I'll throw the link in the show notes. However, 
things that were in the announcement that are relevant to Legacy that I am excited about include uh, the GPs that are scheduled oh, yeah. for next year, right? So we have, uh, let's see, they have one in Kentucky, and I believe... GP Bourbon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's right at the beginning of the year, January 6th through the 8th, in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Star City Games, which is great. Love Star City Games. Mm-hmm. They're going to be hosting uh, the Legacy GP there. So that's gonna be fun. I, I think I'll go down to that one. That is, uh, it's I map quite, you know, I, I Google map that. That's yeah. about a 14 hour ride. <laughs> so I think it's gonna be a flight. Yeah, maybe flight. I mean, I've, I've done longer drives than that. Yeah, I just don't know if I wanna, it was just kinda yeah, like. Yeah, it's, you, do you wanna like spend an entire day off driving? Right, right. Like, you, you can spend like three hours in a plane, or you can spend 14 hours in a car. It's you know like what's how much is my free time worth? Uh, it's worth I mean more than probably the plane ticket is going to cost me. So, and uh, I think coming you know coming in on like a Thursday and leaving on like a, a Sunday night, mm-hmm. you know I think we'll I think the the race will be fine. So, but that will be de- determined. You know we'll have to figure out uh, close to the event who yeah. will be going. Um, it's, it's my birthday weekend, so I have the ooh. perfect excuse to take work off. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, sixth through the eighth. So you take off Thursday, come back, uh, come back for Monday morning, bright eyed and bushy tailed. Yeah, well, I mean, my birthday is the ninth, so I'm, there's no way I'm being in on that Monday, regardless. <laughs> <of what happens>. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's great. That seems like a great time. Uh, and then uh, the the bigger news is that they are doing another GP Vegas. This is kind of insane. Did you see? It is. It is a it is a triple header. It is. Uh, it's gonna stretch from June 15th to the 18th. So starting uh, Thursday. Right. June 15th and 16th, which is a Thursday and Friday, will be Legacy. And this is hosted by Channel Fireball. So again, like, awesome, right? Like, great, great TOs to organize these. Very excited about that. Um, then June 16th and 17th, which is Friday, Saturday, will be Standard. And then June 17th and 18th will be Modern. Uh, all at, all the, all at the Las Vegas Convention Center. So I think this is a lock to go to for next year, right? Like, yeah. Like, I mean, that's just you just got to go to Vegas, right? And like, usually flights out there are super cheap mm-hmm. because it's Vegas. You know, they're all subsidized by the casinos, so like, yep. just fucking get out there and have a good time. Um, I haven't been out to Vegas since I was like eighteen. I've so. never been to Vegas. It's, I mean, when I went out, I went, I went out with family, and it wasn't like we were out there partying, but it was still a good time. Even at eighteen years old, it was fun. So, I imagine, uh. This would be good. I'm curious to, to get your take on playing legacy, playing a legacy GP on a Thursday and a Friday. I was thrown off of it at first, but then I realized. I mean, I'm go. I would have taken those days off of work anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like this is a GP I could ever drive to. Right. So I figure also if I'm going to Vegas, I might as well go big and take an extra couple days anyways to just enjoy Vegas itself. Absolutely. And the fact that there's a GP going on, so that there's going to be a bunch of people there anyways to hang out with, and it's events that I don't really care about during the weekend, I can kind of enjoy Vegas to its fullest uh, yeah. on on the side. So yeah, that was a, I like it. Yeah, that's exactly my argument. Like, you know, this gets your tournament out of the way on Thursday, Friday. Like, Thursday is usually a dead day anyway, you know, and Friday is Friday. It's usually not much going on at the GP. And then you have Saturday, which is usually the best time in a GP to, like, just walk around and meet people, because it's usually packed, right? Mm-hmm. Saturday's the big day for a GP. So then you have Saturday, and then you can just pop out Sunday whenever you want. Like, even if you even if you top eight, you're getting that over on Friday. You don't even have to worry about it, you know? It's yeah. not like you're going to 
you know, you're not, it's not like you're gonna miss your flight if you top eight and it goes long. You're playing against miracles in the finals, you know. So, um, or, no, I'm or excited. If, or if you're me, scrub out after round two and put ten thousand dollars on black. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're gonna accept uh, blackboard duels uh, <laughs> at the blackjack tables, Jerry. I don't think you can slide over a couple of volcanics and say put it all on red. I need you to break this for me. <laughs> But, uh, no, man, I'm excited. Um, very excited to see who's going out there. I know the last GP Vegas, I really, really wanted to go, and I just couldn't get it together in time. Um, but this one, I, I don't think I'll, I'll be missing. So uh, I think it'll be a good time to meet a lot of people. Uh, I mean, the last GP we went to, we got to meet a ton of people. It was super fun. Um, so I look forward to this one for sure in June. So Nice. Yeah, man. We'll have to, uh, on the page, when it gets a little closer to the event, you know, a few months out, um, we will... Uh, Put up a, a you know kind of like a roll call on the Facebook page so we can get everyone uh, together and maybe get like some kind of I know either a draft going again or whatever you know hell we can host our own little like thirty two man tournament if we have enough people yeah we should definitely get on getting a place early um, yes also put it out there maybe get a bigger place yeah we could do another house again that was a fuck that was a lot of fun yeah I think the house is definitely the way to go oh yeah for sure for sure and you you want to have like the facilities to like cook if you want to cook and. Just, like, have a place, you know, to hang out and chill. Right. When you're not playing Magic. It's a little tough when all you have is, like, a hotel room because there's not a lot of area to relax and, like, talk with people and hang out with people. Whereas when you have, like, a like a house like we had in Columbus, uh, you have a community area or space where people can hang out and talk and shit. Uh, this time we need to ask the owners, is there, in fact, a table? Because... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're playing drafts on the yeah, floor. Yeah, like playing eternal, eternal masters on the floor without <laughs> without sleeves because there's no table in the house. Yeah, it was. But it, honestly, we made do, man. And fucking Columbus is one of the best times I've had. Honestly, so uh, uh, definitely probably the like the top on my tier of uh, magic events I've been to. So if uh, if if Channel Fireball can get it together for Vegas, uh, it'll be a good time. Yeah, I'm excited for, for sure. Uh, this weekend, this past weekend, there was a classic held in, uh, Baltimore. Um, and it looks like Grixis Delver took down, took it down, piloted by Ben Friedman. Bant Deathblade came in second. Really? A Deathblade deck? That is not what I expected. Storm came in third. We had <laughs> Jerry's, <laughs> Jerry's nemesis, Death and Taxes, in fourth and fifth. Oh, God. <laughs> See, this is why I'm not playing the deck anymore. <laughs> uh, Salt Tide Delver in sixth. Bug Delver. Which is, which is Bug Delver, yep. Esper Deathblade in seventh, and Miracles in eighth. Man, these Deathblade decks. We were just talking last week how you don't really see Deathblade decks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we, were also talking, we were also talking about ten minutes ago about how mid-range decks are dead in the format. <laughs> God, damn, we should, have done, we should have done some research before we talked. <laughs> Uh, we're using see. old intelligence, people. Old intelligence. <laughs> uh, so let's let's check out this band Deathblade deck yeah. that came in a second. Uh, piloted by David Corson. Um, the creature package was three Deathrite Shaman, four Noble Hierarch, four Stoneforge, four True Name, and two V-Clicks. Uh, he's running two Jason Mind Sculptors uh, with a Batter Skull, a Sophie, Sylvan Library, four Brainstorm, four Days, four Force of Will, four Swords, one Jite, and one Ponder. Um, and then he's running just a 20, uh, 20 lands, forest, couple flooded strand, four misties, scrubland, three trops, two tundra, one UC, four wasteland, and two windswept heaths. Yeah, that's pretty similar to, to what I was thinking. Yeah, I like, he's running the Deathrite Shaman as well. Uh, yep. So he's running yep. like seven, uh, dorks. 
Also, for those who don't know, Sophie is sort of fire and ice. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> that that I only say that just because that's a uh, like magic slang that took me a while to figure out what it meant. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, um, I I I I know that Deathrite is technically a mana dork, but I would also say that he's just like a he's just a great hedge against decks like even a deck like Storm or a deck like uh, uh, Reanimator. Yeah. Oh, he does. He does super more versatile. Than, yeah, he's super versatile. He does more than just you know ramp you. Yeah, so I just don't want to put, I don't want to, uh, pigeonhole him in the, just the ramp thing. I mean, and Noble Hierarch, in all honesty, is like a, mu- a f- fucking phenomenal ramp card as well. Yeah. Just cause he, just cause of Exalted, but. I, uh, uh, I really like, I think the only, I, the only thing I would change about this list is, um, I like having access to Council's Judgment. Okay. Um, so. Is that I, just for like counter, counterbalance and? It's like the Shardless Bug decks that run Maelstrom Pulse. It's like Council's Judgment takes okay. care of literally anything. So it's just good to have access yep. to it in your deck. Uh, but yeah, I, I like this list. Uh, yeah, it was pretty sweet. not winning Caracas, though, which I'm surprised at. Cause yeah. Caracas is just protection against, like, Reanimator. Uh, but it also lets you set up the uh, Vendillion Click Lock. Maybe that's just what he's not, not what he's trying to do. Yeah, I mean, or maybe he didn't have access to one. But most, most, yeah, most Bant decks want on Caracas. And that, there's not one in the side. I maybe, thought maybe he'd have in the sideboard, but it's not in the sideboard. I either. like his uh, Garrick Relentless in the sideboard. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And he's running the uh, Elspeth Knight Aaron yep, as well. Inside. Inside. Got the K grip. Uh, yeah. Aether Sworn Candidates, two Meddling Mage, uh, Rest in Peace, and Abrupt Decay, Fluster Storm, Invasive Surgery, uh, K grips, uh, one K grip, I'm sorry, two Paths, two Surgicals, one Zealous Persecution, one Elspeth Knight Errant, and one Garrick Relentless. Uh, that's a pretty sweet list. Um, let's check out real quick the Esper Deathblade, just because I'm I'm interested in these Deathblade decks yeah. because again, they weren't like they weren't very they haven't been very no, prevalent. So, uh, Esper Deathblade. So we have three Baleful Strix, four Deathrite Shaman, four four Stoneforge Mystic, three True Name Nemesis. Uh, this guy's running one Jace the Mind Sculptor. Um, his spell package: a Batter Skull, two Abrupt Decays, four Brainstorm, four Force of Wills. Three Swords to Plowshares, one Jite, one Council's Judgment, three Lingering Souls, and four Thoughtseize. Uh, and he's running 22 lands, two Island, a Plains, a Swamp, a Bayou, a Breeding Pool. A Breeding Pool? <laughs> okay. Maybe he I didn't have Tropical Islands? That's true. All right. I like it. Four Flooded Strand, a Marsh Flats, Misty Rainforest, four Polluted Delta, one Scrubland, two Tundra, one Underground Sea, and two Wasteland. Pretty sweet. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. Yeah, we just haven't seen these decks, and I really like these decks. Like, uh, Lingering Souls is a card that I haven't seen played in Legacy in a long time, and I love that card. Is it that good? I mean, I guess it it's great with a like holding a sword. I yeah, mean, it's just value. You just it's four one one flyers, and then when you have equipment, it makes it that much better. Um, it's just yeah. Lingering Souls was really good, and then they printed True Name Nemesis, and then they printed Young Pyromancer. And one toughness creatures were everywhere, so people started running a lot of uh, minus one minus one effects, uh, and it just kind of mm-hmm. hit lingering souls as collateral damage. All right, let's just go rounding out the top sixteen. Uh, Miracles came in ninth, Death and Taxes in tenth, Grixis Delver in eleventh, Sneaky Show in twelfth, uh, Blue White Stone Blade in thirteenth. Jesus Christ, fourteenth uh, with Storm. Fifteenth uh, miracles again, and sixteenth colorless Eldrazi. So really, like just like a lot of Stoneforge Mystics in this in this uh, top sixteen, man. 
Yeah, just hell of a <laughs> stone forges. <laughs> Yeah, it's just I, I just we just don't see it that much anymore. It's very surprising yeah. to me. I wonder if it has anything awesome. to do with Eldrazi. I w- I don't know how that matchup is, but I think Deathblade would be favored. Yeah, because they have the true names that can block for days. Um, they have the yep. they have the sword <laughs> swords to plowshares. Uh, it's a tough it's a tough call. I mean, their curve is higher, so Chalice of the Void isn't that big a deal for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh man. So I'm looking at this this Eldrazi list, and uh, it's pretty standard. Like the the main deck is pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Um, he's running two wastes, the you know the actual land wastes, in the main probably just to hedge against um, you know wasteland decks. Uh, but the sideboard he has two world breakers in it, which I think is kind of cool. Um, it's six in a green for a five seven creature Eldrazi. Uh, it's devoid, like all the Eldrazis are. Um, and it, when you cast Worldbreaker, exile target artifact and champion mm-hmm. or land. It has reach and uh, two and a waste mana. Sacrifice a land, return Worldbreaker uh, to your from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, so it's just kind of a recurring, a recurring. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it blocks it blocks Delvish too, uh, which is it nice does because that's does. a lot of times the way I've seen Eldrazi get outraced is they can't. Uh, block the sky. Yeah, I mean, obviously you need the cavern mm-hmm. to play him. Um, there's no, you know, they don't have any way to make the green mana right. other than the cavern. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting um, having it in the sideboard. And he's running like a needle, two ratchet bombs, two thorn of amethyst, uh, four leyline of the void, a warping whale, and one all is dust. But, man, I kind of like that world breaker. That's something I might try out in my Eldrazi list. Um, just to be able to recur mm-hmm. it is nice. And something that can, uh, you know, slam, uh, say, uh, counterbalance mm-hmm. is great. You know, or uh, I don't know, something like a like a dark depths, Thespian stage right. is nice. Um, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, did you take a look at the blue white stone blade list? Because there's a where's Waldo item in it. <laughs> let's see if Ooh, you can find. Hold it. on. <laughs> okay, let's see. Thought not see it. Thought not to hear is a good card, man. This blue-white stoneblade list, the creature package is four Snapcaster Mage, four Stoneforge Mystic, two Vendillion Click, and three Thought Not Seer. He's <laughs> <laughs> not fucking no. around, man. I mean, it kind of reminds me of Tidehole Scholar a bit. Uh, that was a card that, like, mm-hmm. black-white uh, hate bears used to run. And it's, like, a white and a black for a 2-2 when it comes into play. Uh, it's ba- oh, basically O-ring your opponent's hand. You know, choose any card and tuck yep. it under the Tidehole Scholar as long as he remains in play. That Nazir is just kind of a beefier Tidehole Scholar. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, and, you know, the lands that are going to make the colors mana for him are he's running four Mistress Factory, a Muta Vault, and an Academy Ruin. So he has a good amount of lands that will be able to create that colorless mana for him that he yeah. needs to cast it. Um, but Thought Not, a 4-4 is just so good to Thought Seize your opponent, yeah. you know? I mean, even better, actually. You're exiling the card, so it's even better than the Thought Seize because it's still live against a deck like Reanimator, even if you're pulling creatures out yeah. of their hand. I need to, you uh, I need to pick me up some Thought Not Seers, so I don't have any. They are cheap. They're, I mean, it's a, even though it's a legacy yeah. staple now. I mean, I guess we can call it yeah. a legacy staple, right? Like, seven it's, bucks. Um, yeah, that's not bad. And they'll, you know, rotation's coming soon, sooner rather than later for this current standard, yeah, are so they, are they you'll see those going out. Standard, though? 
Mm, no, but people have them in their trade binders, and I'm sure like once the set starts to go out, people will be looking to offload them. You always see that stuff kind of uh, going on. Not so much with the legate with the eternal staples. Um, yeah, but it's it was still played in standard, so I think you'll still it, see it. It's around. just it's not like it used to be. Like I remember, like prior to Innistrad, everything would take a major dip in prices come rotation. And then Innistrad mm-hmm. happened, and everyone was waiting to pick up Lilianas cheap, and then they just never really dropped. Um, all these cards that you know primarily see their play in Eternal, they actually will take a bit of a drop before the set ever rotates, and then start ticking up again and never really come back down. Yeah. Kind of like uh, the Fetchlands. Mm. The Fetchlands did the exact same thing. Yeah. Hmm. I kind of It's, uh... Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. It wasn't like a big player in Standard, really, so... Maybe people have just been unloading it as as they go, but I'm, I always feel like standard players like they're gonna crack a bunch of standard packs and they're just gonna sit in their binders and if no one's trading for them, like they're just gonna hold on to them until they rotate, right? So I mean, maybe you'll see a little bit of a price dip after after standard rotates, but maybe you're right, maybe it won't. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking up the uh, price graph of it right now. Yeah, so looking at the graph, it's kind of bottomed out. I, so I think we're pretty much near the lowest it's going to be. Uh, if you look at the graph, yeah. it's just kind of a steady decline. It, it was released at 15, and then it's just kind of ticked down ever since then. But it's like kind of the yep. the gradient of the slope is getting less and less. And now we've been pretty much flat since July. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's only August, so it's not like yeah. it's been a long time. <laughs> we're doing some fundamentals and some technicals here, Pat. <laughs> I want you to put some Bollinger Bands on this graph, and I want you to tell me the respective highs and lows, okay? <laughs> oh, you know what? Speaking of speaking of financial shit, did you hear <laughs> about Bitcoin? Did shit. you hear about Bitcoin? No, I, I was actually homesick from work today. What happened? $75 million worth of Bitcoin is stolen. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So, let me... This is off of Reddit. Um, Bitfinex, uh, or Bitfinex, I'm not sure how mm-hmm. it is, was hacked, apparently, and they have to halt all their trading, as well as halting all like digital token deposits and withdrawals. Um, there was a breach, and apparently the estimate is about seventy-five million dollars worth of Bitcoin were stolen, which is insane to me. On Bitfinex uh, website right now, and they actually have a press release uh, that came out earlier today. Uh, we okay. are, uh, today we discovered a security breach that requires us to halt all trading on Bitfinex as well as hold all digital token deposits to and withdrawals from Bitfinex. We are investigating the breach to determine what happened, but we know that some of our users have had their Bitcoin stolen. Uh, we are undertaking a review to determine which users have been affected by the breach. While we conduct this initial investigation and secure our environment, Bitfinex.com will be taken down and maintenance page will be left up. Uh, the theft is being reported to and we are cooperating with law enforcement. Sucks for those people. This is what Jeez, it's like in a world before rough. FDIC insurance. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. So, like, isn't that kind of the inherent this risk in Bitcoin? Is that, it's, it's yeah. Not, I mean, yeah. That this is basically kind of the principle behind the Great Depression. Um, all the banks. It wasn't because of you know people being ro- robbing them. It was because of greater macroeconomic uh, emotions going on. But the banks went out of business 
the money wasn't insured like it is today, so people's money in their bank was just gone. Like, imagine going to your local bank and your local bank saying, sorry, you don't have an account with us anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking scary, um, man. So that's basically Jesus. what's happened to these people. Yeah, that's uh, that sucks. $75 million is a yeah. lot of money, man. A lot of money just go poof. Good old bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I guess you don't need to explain bitcoins to me anymore because this is probably the, this is the beginning of the end. I don't know. Is this like... The no. biggest like theft of Bitcoin no, in no. history. The Mount Gox one, I think, was over a hundred million. Jesus! Hey, there's oh, bumps man. in the road, but we're gonna keep on trucking. <laughs> there's bumps in the road of our money just getting lit on fire. <laughs> uh, oh man! So you went to go see Suicide, Suicide I Squad did, this weekend, right? I did. Uh, so I've read a couple reviews, but I, first I want to hear the Jerry Me hot take before I before I get into it. Um, I thought it was cool. It definitely knew what it was trying to go for, and that's kind of a mashup between uh, Deadpool and the Avengers. It's like, let's take a mm-hmm. gritty, hard-hitting superhero for the older crowd and turn it into a team-up so people have lots of people to identify with. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but it was okay. still a really enjoyable movie. Um, I thought Will Smith was kind of an anti-villain. So you know how there's, like, the anti-hero, like, Boromir from Lord of the Rings? He's a good guy, but he has, like, a dark secret. (laughs) Will Smith was, like, the exact opposite. He's a bad guy, but he secretly has a heart of gold. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I thought thought it was was okay. I I never really liked the DC movies. I think the DC movies haven't really been able to uh, capture the magic that uh, Marvel has. But it was was definitely worth seeing. From what I've read, it it's like it wants to be like Deadpool, but they decided to keep it PG thirteen, so it mm-hmm. can't be like Deadpool, just just right. because of that. You know, they kind of handcuffed by that rating. Um, I'm also like not a huge fan of Will Smith lately. Like, I don't think he's done a lot of great things. I mean, I like him overall. Like he he was he was the hero in uh, Independence Day, so he'll always be a winner <laughs> in my book. But uh. don't forget Wild Wild <laughs> West, another great movie. Oh God. <laughs> I saw that it was on cable the other day, and I'm like, "How did this oh, movie?" Oh, like, that ever is get a made? movie that, like, whenever it comes on, no matter where it is, like, I just stop what I'm doing and I watch it because that. <laughs> just for a few minutes, though, and then you're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> the movie that introduced us to steampunk. <laughs> yeah, this is a bigger piece of shit than fucking. This is a bigger piece of shit than uh, Rocky Horror yeah. Picture Show. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Aaron was just posting Rocky Horror Picture Show clips on the Facebook group today. <laughs> yeah, I. I ignored him. I watched like I watched like three minutes of one. I'm like, yep, my my opinion has been confirmed. This is hot garbage. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I probably won't, I definitely won't see Suicide Squad in theaters. I might catch it when it comes out uh, on on Netflix. But um, speaking of Netflix, the one, what I want to talk about for our pop culture segment this week, which has been more than our legacy <laughs> segment. This is what happens uh, when we don't play Legacy, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger Things. Oh my god, I that that's what I binge watched while I was home today. Okay, so I checked. I, I watched the first two episodes on Saturday night, and when my wife got home, she had like a girls' night with her friends. When she got home, I was like, "You have to watch this," and she's like, "Nah, I don't really want to watch." It. I said, "All right, that's fine." I watched the next two episodes, and then I like basically <laughs> held her down to watch the first episode, and she was hooked, and we fucking finished it. We like marathon like the last four episodes. So last you've already night. seen it. You've already seen it one and a half times. <laughs> I I saw it through episode four and then I restarted <laughs> it back at one with her. Um, but the the show is just fantastic. And if you haven't, if you guys haven't seen it, I'm not gonna spoil it for you. Um, just suffice it to say, it's like a classic mashup of the Goonies, 
and the X-Files, like the good X-Files, the monster hunting X-Files, not like the, you know, alien conspiracy X-Files, because those are always garbage. <laughs> it's like a mashup of those, and in the stylings of, like, the writing of Stephen mm-hmm. King, uh, and the directing of, like, someone like Steven Spielberg. It's fucking great, man. It's like, plus, it's like... Plus X-Files all the nerd goons. references. There are, there, it is chock Oh, yeah, like, they start off with D&D, they, they, like... There's like there's legitimately references like actually they say Stephen King's name oh, in yeah. the movie. They reference um <laughs> Yeah, and one of the last episodes, um I won't spoil it for you, Jerry, but they basically rip an entire line from the Goonies. It's fu- <laughs> it's just fucking great, man. Um the show itself is really well done. Uh the production value is there. It was picked up by Netflix for eight episodes. Um uh, but the fucking the the show is just good, man. The writing's really good, the characters are compelling, the acting is that's, phenomenal, that's especially what I was for really, I was worried about because the majority of the of the cast is like under thirteen. And Yeah, and save Winona Ryder, like they're all yeah. pretty uh they're all pretty yeah, unknown. Exactly, and uh just children actors. I mean, I'm looking at you, Star Wars. <laughs> Usually children <laughs> actors not the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I guess grind my teeth every time. Every time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but uh, fucking great, man. Uh, Stranger Things, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's it's phenomenal. 100%. Phenomenal. Um, You know the thing we forgot to mention? Um, The other GP that was... uh, I'm sorry, the other Eternal Weekend that was scheduled... uh, Actually, the next two Mm -hmm. Eternal Weekends were up on the the schedule there. I'll just cut this in there. Um, March 31st, April 2nd in Paris, France, which I'm kind of actually considering maybe taking the wife for the a long weekend. Paris vacation? Yeah, I mean, why not? When is and it? then, uh, the next, uh, April, uh, sorry, March 31st to April 2nd nice. in Paris. And then, uh, the following eternal weekend will be in 2017, September 23rd to the 24th in Columbus, Ohio, which is apparently the new epicenter for legacy. In the United yeah, no, States, so. I mean, it's not the worst drive. No, it's not. I mean, I might try to take a flight out for this next mm-hmm. eternal weekend, depending on who's going. So yeah, In October? Yeah. Yeah, October 27th to the 30th. I'm going to try to get there from Columbus. Um, you plan on going? Uh, depends on how my bank account looks like, but uh, yeah, I prob- probably would end up going. <laughs> <laughs> I spent so much money nice. last time. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Well, you know what? You just got to go with a budget, and you can't you go over can't that budget. Can't buy Blackwater duels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> what about foil force yeah. wheels? Can I buy those? <laughs> yes, you may buy two. <laughs> got to work uh, in your budget, Jerry. Got to work in your budget. Begging for cardboard outside of Rodizios. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Dominic on the Facebook page? Was like, oh, so you got to find out where the where the <laughs> The uh, uh, Brazilian Steakhouse is in Vegas, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. After our last attempt in Blister, <laughs> uh, a little dicey. I mean, with those, I man. hear that Vegas has some amazing all-you-can-eat buffets, so I think one of those is definitely gonna have to happen if we, uh, well, when we do Vegas. Now, we're, if we're going to Vegas, do you think we'll be able to drag Adrian out there? Maybe. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we'll be able to, man. I think it's gonna be tough. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a valiant Let's effort. I'm gonna try. Let's just guilt trip him into going. Uh, we can start a GoFundMe yeah. to get him out there. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, my article came out today. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. You want to talk about that yeah, a little, real quick? Yeah, I, I wrote about modern. So this is actually the first time I've actually written about modern. Uh, but I wrote about the Rock. 
And, uh... <laughs> it's smash! Yeah, basically the entire article was one long pun interweaving between the 1996 Michael Bay classic starring Sean Connery, uh, Nicolas Cage, and Ed Harris, The Rock, <laughs> as well as puns galore about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> the, millions the millions and millions. <laughs> It was great, man. I enjoyed the article. I read it this morning. Uh, thanks. It was very nice. But, uh, yeah, Green Black's kind of a, a deck that I've always uh, always really liked. Um, I kind of like that play style, uh, that, like, grinding for advantage. Um, but what I did is uh, I was actually – I originally ran this list in Legacy. Uh, but, like, looking at the list, it's like, have you ever put together a deck and you, you're looking it over and you're like – uh, this deck's pretty cool, but there's no reason for it to be in Legacy. I can just run it in Modern, <laughs> and it's the same freaking deck minus, like, the Dual Lands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's what kind of this deck was. So, for its core, it kind of plays like a green-black control list. So it's running four Dark Confidant, four Tarmogoyf, a Tassiger, two Scavenging Ooze. Uh, then it's running uh, three Liliana. Of the Veil. It's uh, running mm-hmm. four Abrupt Decay, three Inquisition of Kozilek, three Thoughtseize, two Dismember, two Maelstrom Pulse, uh, one Slaughter Pack. So at its core, it just kind of can operate as a green black, kill your shit, and then beat you down with uh, beefy creatures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then I also threw in a combo of uh, Marlin the Morn Song. Uh, so this card's from uh, uh, what, what set is that? It's, it's from Lorwyn, but is it Evening Tide? Or no, that's Morning Tide, right? Morning Tide. It's a rare. One black black uh, for legendary creature Elf Wizard. Players can't draw cards. At the beginning of each player's draw step, that player loses three life, searches his or her library for a card, puts it into his or her hand, then shuffles his or her library. So basically it prevents people from having a draw step. Uh, also, it just as an added bonus, will shut down cards like Ponder, Preordain, Brainstorm. Um, you know, players can't draw cards means like at all. <laughs> so it's just kind of a it, like it sees some play in like black white hate bears uh, for that reason. Uh, but what I did is I comboed it with uh, Obnixilis the Unshackled. Uh, so he's four black black for a four four flying trample. Legendary Creature Demon. Whenever an opponent searches his or her library, that player sacrifices a creature and loses 10 life. Uh, whenever another creature dies, put a plus one, plus one counter on Obnixilis. <laughs> so with those two in play, your opponent s- searches their library, pays 13 life, and gets to f- tutor up a card. You know, nine times out of ten, they're tutoring up an answer, but you just domed them for 13. <laughs> so usually your Tarmogoyfs and uh, you know other creatures can finish him off from there. Um, it's also running some Manland, so it's also running like two Hissing Quagmire and four Treetop Village. So pretty much no matter what, you're mm-hmm. going to be you're going to have uh, some Ground Pounders to swing in for lethal. Oh, um, and then the spicy sixty first is I added a Singleton to Fairy's Puzzle Box. <laughs> <laughs> so to Fairy's Puzzle Box, an old school. Uh, four colorless at the beginning of each player's draw step. That player puts the cards from his or her hand on the bottom of his or her library in any order, then draws that many cards. 
So that plus Marlin means they put their hand on the bottom of their library and then don't draw any more cards. And what you can do is on your turn, you stack it so that uh, you put Marlin's trigger on the stack first, then Teferi's puzzle box. So your hand gets shuffled away, you don't draw any cards, but then you get to tutor for a card with Marlin. Uh, on your opponent's turn, you switch the stack order so that uh, Marlin's resolves first. They search for a card, put it in their hands, and then Teferi's puzzle box goes off and they have to put that card on the bottom of their library and they can't draw another card. <laughs> so if they don't have an instant speed answer for the combo, you lock them out of having a hand for the rest of the game. <laughs> that sounds like the kind of match. Oh, like yeah. Play, Super fragile, but if it pulls off, it's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. how You should just play, like, fucking stacks or blocks oh. and Legacy. You don't know what to play, man. You should just play a miser. <laughs> I'm a curmudgeon. Come play me. <laughs> Honestly, like, just I will, I, I will give you whatever cards you need for that deck. Like, just play it. Oh, that's that's it's it's worth checking out. I'll throw the uh, the link in the show notes. You guys can check out Jerry's new article on Hipsters. Uh, regular contributor to Hipsters of the Coast. Multi-time highlighted on the daily update. <laughs> uh, don't forget, I was awarded the JD Power Award for uh, safest vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah very nice so not a title legacy news but uh some good stuff coming up in the future there's always and, tomorrow uh, there's always tomorrow I gotta get out to play some magic man I've been fucking dying lately yeah, so I gotta sleeve up a deck and then I'll play some magic <laughs> oh, yeah, there's nothing big coming up in a while oh. I think that's why we're kinda in the doldrums yeah, I mean, it's, it is like the end of the summer too, so everyone's kind of, you know, I've been out trying to live my life, you know what I mean? Like, do some fun shit with my family and yeah. stuff, and, uh, not, not trying to be inside too much. You know, I think it's probably pretty common during the summer for most people, so. Um, but, that being said, still gonna try to get up sometime this weekend to go play some Legacy, because, need to get it, need to get it in, man, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Got those blue balls. It's killing me. Oh, you're playing blue? <laughs> I'm yeah. always playing blue. Except for this weekend when I'll be playing no, no, no colors. No colors. You might want to see a doctor in that case. <laughs> uh, Alright, well, um, in that case, do you want to get into some scoops? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got enough We got enough content right now. We're no, I'm just, I'm just saying that because I don't have any scoops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna scoop in all those poor fuckers who lost a ton of money on their Bitcoin accounts. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. That sucks. That sucks bad. Um, that's it. I'm gonna scoop those guys in, and I'm gonna dream crush Aaron for just fucking continuing the conversation about uh about uh Rock <laughs> Rock show. Actually, just yeah, give it up, man. I want to dream crush movie. Aaron as well because he doesn't like Queen. In fact. You know what? Yeah. yeah also, Andrew's right? out here. Yeah. First of all, how do you like Rocky Horror Picture Show? I know, and you right? don't like Queen? How does that happen? Pat, I think we need to play this week's episode out with some sweet Queen. <laughs> did you? I'm going to ask you a question. I already know the answer to it. But did you listen I to did. last week's episode? <laughs> did you? <laughs> did you listen I to didn't, the music, I didn't Jerry? finish it. Oh, did you? You guys changed it Okay. <laughs> mm, yep. Spoilers. <laughs> what did you change it to? 
Oh, I, I did the Adele Tupac song. It actually wasn't very good, but it was just funny. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> I always like Tupac to be a little more energetic. He's a little bit too laid back in that song, you know? Well, uh, Jerry, someone wants to get a hold of you. They want to find you on Twitter and tell you how much they love Queen and hate Rocky Horror Picture Show. Where can uh, they get a hold of you, man? flood my Twitter feed with Queen references. <laughs> Uh, I'm at J-M-E-E, the number three, R-D. Awesome. And I'm uh, I'm at Pat Uglo. You can find uh, Adrian at Mathematrixter. Uh, we're still doing the Commons Drive. I'll get the uh, the uh, address in the show notes where you can send those. Uh, we are donating to Wounded Warrior Project and to also to MTG Cast. We're doing a 75-25 split. So if you have a bunch of commons and uncommons, uh, it doesn't really matter what shape they're in, played, unplayed, fuck, it doesn't matter, uh, and you want to get rid of them, send them to us. It doesn't matter if it's uh, 15 of them in an envelope or if you want to send us, a, if it fits a ship's box, uh, send them to us and we will put them to a good cause. Uh, also, you can find us on uh, Facebook. The group is Leaving Legacy. You can find us on iTunes. Search for Leaving Legacy. Leave us, leave us a review. Tell us what you really think of the cast and how much you love having a having Jerry on and talking about miser decks. <laughs> Don't patronize me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a real quick reminder. Um, you know, MTG Cast hosts a ton of uh, free podcasts for people to listen to. I listen to a bunch of them on MTGCast.com. Uh, if you're not subscribed to their feed, um, subscribe to it. And if you can, uh, they got a little PayPal on their website. Uh, give them a little donation because it costs a lot to keep those servers up and keep these awesome podcasts coming to you. So give them a give them a couple bucks. <laughs> Won't be any skin off your nose, and it'll help keep the uh, the, win- the lights on at uh, goodoldfgcast.com. And uh, I think that's it, man. I think we're just gonna play them out with some sweet, oh, sweet queen yeah. tonight. Yeah. What you, What are you gonna go with? <laughs> oh man, I don't know. You know There's what? There's so many. Good, let's quick... just run down all the great ones. I mean. Bohemian Rhapsody, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go with that one just because it's so played. You gotta save those for the special moments. Yeah, I want like, I want like, oh, you know what? Hold on, there is a great uh, under pressure. I think that's the one I want. Now that I think about it, what's the one that gets played in Shaun of the Dead at the ending credits? The greatest zombie fight scene of on- Oh, don't oh stop my me God. now. If you if you want to ever don't watch the greatest stop. zombie fight scene in the history of cinematography, oh, it's- <laughs> kill <Yeah>. the queen. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead, the classic British uh, comedy about zombies, has just them in a bar just brawling with a bunch of zombies to Don't Stop Me Now, and it is amazing. Oh, and it's, like, <laughs> yeah. synchronized and everything. It's good. It is amazing. So good. <laughs> In that case, I hope everyone has a great Monday. Uh, we don't know where Adrian is. He hasn't gotten back to <laughs> us yet, so... He could be dead. I mean, I hope he's not. <laughs> I, I truly don't. I truly hope he's not. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I hope you guys have a fucking great Monday, and uh, uh, enjoy some Queen. Don't stop me now. <laughs> having a good time, having a good time. Stop me, cause I'm having a good time, having a good time. Shooting star, leaving.